Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like living in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. (laughs) We were driving to a concert in a place that has those. Has those. Concerts. Concerts, yeah. Those things, yeah. Okay, got it. There are not concerts up here by us in the mountains. Yep. There are concerts down in the city, Mm -hmm. and there are concerts at other venues beyond the city. Mm -hmm. And on the way, as we were driving, we got cut off by a big truck. Yeah, you were driving, which you often do because I'm tired of it. And your car has better gas mileage, and I don't like to drive your car, unless I have to. You, You like bigger cars. You like tall things and being able to see. And I like to sit upright with my legs down, not my legs out. Right. It bothers my back to sit with my legs out. And, you know, anyhow. So I looked up in this really huge pickup truck. It was like brand new. Comes and cuts you off. You're in like the second or third lane. Like I'm not was, in the far left. Was but there I'm, three lanes there? I think there was. Okay. He cuts in front of you with so little space, like he totally could have ruined his brand new truck. And I was like, whoa, that guy went really close to you. And you said, it happens all the time. It does. It really, really does. And it's all the the big guys in big trucks who need to demonstrate their superiority or masculinity or something by driving dominantly. Yeah, he was he was really close. Somebody else would have flinched, but you're used to it, you said, because <laughs> of your queer Hillary sticker. And what else you got on the back of your car? Oh, I've got a bunch of Star Trek stuff on my car, but like, yeah, I do still have my old rainbow Hillary sticker on there. Mm-hmm. And so because of that... Then we've got lots of people who live in small towns on purpose because they don't want to be around other people who think otherwise. And and there you are driving along their highway. And so they're going to show me that they have the power over this highway by right. getting a little too close. And in classroom management, we call that management by proximity oh, okay. in well, teaching. I see. <laughs> If, if I need to demonstrate to a young person that I'm in charge of this classroom right now, I'll stand right next to them while I'm talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me to watch things like that happen on the freaking expressway. Yeah. And he probably thought you would flinch and slam on your brakes, but you totally didn't. Mm-mm. So he could have totally fucking wrecked his truck and that would have kind of been ouch. Because, you know. I saw where he was and I took my foot off the gas, but that's all I needed to do to avoid. Yeah. And you didn't do anything else. And so those type of people, if they look in their mirror to see if you're reacting and you're like driving along, like, yeah, whatever, you stupid fuck. You know? <laughs> Because you totally didn't flinch. Nope. I was surprised because, you know, I I do have some queerish stick on my car, but, you know, not as blatant as your queer Hillary sticker, so. You know, you do have something that is clearly rainbow. Yes, but it's like, just like stars and nobody seems to notice because I have a... You have a bunch of other stuff on there too. a bunch of stuff on my car and it's not like a flag or something. Most of the stuff on my car is Star Trek, but... But you never took the Hillary sticker off. I never took the Hillary sticker off. And so it's it's funny because I pointed out as we were doing it, you, you pointed it out and you started this discussion. And I said, you know, I don't flinch. It happens all the time, but it happens more when we're not in the city. Yeah. And we were driving out of our area, our town, and that's when it happens. So, and you said it happens when you're driving to work. So yeah, that was, hmm. The further out of the town we get, the more it happens. 
And that was interesting to me because we do live in, you know, a smallish town and there's a fairly high concentration of conservative type folks. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about that, it also made you think of how the various service technicians. Oh, geez. Who come to our house also. Yes, the ones we've had recently have been problematic. Often end up expressing similar attempted displays of dominance. Yeah. When we moved in this house, it had been a rental, so we got a warranty for servicing things. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a pain in the ass. And then one time we couldn't get the fridge serviced. Home and warranties are often a pain in the they, ass. They are. They can be. So we quit that one and we had a problem with another one. And so I had you pick one. And I don't know how close I could gauge the two worst warranties we've had because one of them wouldn't fix something in the plumbing because sinks are not included, like faucets are not included in plumbing in their plan. Faucets are not plumbing? So I, They I, are fixtures. Yes, but I, I, I quit them. <laughs> yes. Because the water has to come out of the faucet. Yeah. And I never had, I didn't obviously read close enough on that one. So then I had you pick it because you read closer. But the people that the warranty... They, the way that a home warranty works is that it functions like a service plan. You know, like when you buy your car, it has a warranty if you buy a new one and then you can take it back into the dealership. With a home, there is no dealership. They just have to find third party service providers. They have to hire on your behalf a plumber or a contractor or a carpenter or a tile setter or whatever. Right. So last November, when we had the leak in the garage, Mm -hmm. they wanted to give us a handyman. And the leak was on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And they wanted the handyman to come on Monday. And we said no. And then we called the plumber that I got from the first warranty company because they had been coming out here for years and fixing, you know, toilets or whatever children break. And they fixed it. It took them a long time. And we submitted it and the warranty paid for it. And it was great. But you had to go through the work of getting the paperwork into the warranty company. And I could do that because this is a small enough place and I had worked with that plumbing company before and he could give me the stuff over the phone. I could type it in and submit it. And that saved us like $900. Yeah. So that was fine. Yeah. So then the bathroom fan was broken. Yes. And you tried to fix it and you couldn't get it fixed. So then you called the, you put in a a request online to the home warranty. Mm Mm-hmm. And they sent out the jackass that they were going to send the first time for the plumbing four days after the fact. Like we waited probably a week for this guy to come out. Mm -hmm. It's not an emergency. It's a bathroom fan, but it's under warranty. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you had thrown out some parts when you took it apart. Yes. And I figured so, I would be replacing them, but then I couldn't get the replacements and then I couldn't get everything to go back together. And so I was just like, okay, let's just have somebody else do it. If I had known some parts were missing, I probably would have said don't do it because I know they won't do it if they don't have all the pieces. Right. But I didn't know that. And I don't think you really knew that either. I thought you, you thought you had put them down somewhere. But anyhow, yeah. the guy comes. He won't fix it. He oils the other fan that's making a noise. You requested that he send you an estimate to replace the fan. Mm-hmm. And he never responded. No. And he was a jackass the whole time he was here. Oh, yeah. And I, I did boil it down to, we have these very liberal signs outside our house. Yes, we have the typical suburban white liberal 
in this house we believe in, blah, blah, blah. Yes. You know, very mm-hmm. milk toast, very bland, but also very clearly. And our neighbors like them. Like if I am outside doing something and a neighbor is walking past with a dog or with each other or whatever, they always stop and say to me, I love your signs. Also, of all the deliveries that we've had, food deliveries, grocery deliveries, etc., probably somewhere between a quarter and a third of them have complimented our signs mm-hmm. in their, you know, your food is here message. Oh, very nice. So even as bland as that is, being that minimally marginally positive representation in our neighborhood is generally welcomed, which is hilarious because the, you know, two elections ago, we had somebody stealing our Hillary signs who lived up the road. Yeah, and when I had Obama stickers on my car some years ago, I parked in the grocery store lot, and when I came out, somebody had scratched the stickers with a key, Mm -hmm. so scratched my car and the stickers out of some type of anger of, I don't like your sticker, and how dare you stick it on your car? And so, you know, when this service person comes over, and he's just real gruff and real unhappy, and I didn't know if it was the signs or if it was something else, like, he was on the phone pretty much the whole time he was here and expressed his displeasure with whoever it was he was talking to. He seems like a grumpy person in general, but all the guys that used to come from the other warranty were normal people. And I noticed this more so because of the last service guy we had, which we haven't gotten to. But they would come to your door and introduce themselves and maybe shake your hand or since the pandemic, not. Mm-hmm. But like, like, or like even the window guy, which we had to do ourselves because the window broke. Mm-hmm. The guy who came and replaced the glass friendly person, talk to you, introduce themselves, or just introduce yourself and do the work and communicate, right? So this guy, he didn't communicate. He was very grumpy. He was on the phone. And the whole concept of professionalism is so painfully loaded with class privilege and white privilege and all these other you know, elements of structural inequality. But nonetheless, they ain't got it. They got no professionalism. So there are some places you expect not to introduce yourself. I I don't introduce myself necessarily to garage sale, you know. But when I go to somebody's house to work, I introduce myself. And you as a professional who does actually do your job in other people's houses... Mm -hmm. do have to abide by those elements of professionalism that make everyone more comfortable with the situation. Well, I I think in part that these guys didn't want to make us comfortable because they weren't comfortable with us. But then we needed an HVAC guy because the evaporative cooler wasn't working properly. I got it all together really easily this year, and then it started leaking. Mm -hmm. And the leak was in the tray, and that means the whole thing has to be replaced, right. which I knew from a few years ago when we had the motor rebuilt and the guy said, if it was your tray, we'd have to replace the whole thing. And we talked a little bit about this last week, that the cooler was going to need fixing and that we had had someone over who was not terribly helpful. And No, he didn't communicate. I didn't even know his name till he was leaving. He came in the yard at an unscheduled time without notice or consent. And I was in the middle of a session and couldn't like, you know, go see what was going on without interrupting everything that I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much had the same thing with him. Yeah. He he was not pleasant. He missed appointments and then showed up at times that were not appointments. And again, I can't tell how much of this is just lack of professionalism and how much of it is he don't like folks like us. 
I think it is some of each. And the reason I think the He Don't Like Folks Like Us is included is because when we were out back and he was working on the cooler with his friend, I asked him, because he had mentioned on the first day he had a day job. So I was... I I, t- I was talking to him and I asked him what his day job was and he said HVAC. And I said, oh, okay. So is this your own business that you're working with the home warranty? Because there's a business name attached to him. Yes. And he said it used to be his. And then he was mumbling something about Obama and something about finances. There was like a term he was using that he used more than once, like Obama finances or whatever he was saying. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't didn't quite understand it, but I thought, oh, I see. I see where we're going with this. He said during the Obama finances, he lost his business because he couldn't pay for his his uh, he couldn't pay his suppliers. And um, I thought, you know how you just know when somebody's lying. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of these folks they they are so projecty. The all of the right is very projectiony, mm-hmm. and you know they always say that the left is going to be violent and then they're the ones keying your car yeah, and stealing our signs and, you know. Et cetera. So I listened to him and I told him, yeah, my brother-in-law had lost a business during the recession because he couldn't pay his suppliers. And he also works in that same business and he didn't restart his business because he didn't want to go through that again. And the guy said, well, because of it, he lost his license and they won't relicense him. And so how the hell is he operating without a license. I'm then I'm thinking, okay, so did the handyman have a license? Because how are they having random people do this work who are not licensed? I mean, he's gotta have he's got credentials as an HVAC mm-hmm. person. He obviously doesn't have credentials that are viable as a business person. Yeah. But and I totally understand again, you know, going back to this element of how professionalism is so invested in class privilege and white privilege and how many people can't get business licenses to sell ice cream or elotes or the frutero on the corner ain't got no business license, but we know we're going to get some damn good oranges and strawberries. Right. But, you know, it's the same thing. Credentialism sucks, but in some cases it exists for a reason. Yeah. And here's the reason. A few days later when my back was better... I went up on the roof because it was him and this guy and they, they had to take the thing apart and... Carry it up on the roof piece by piece. Well, they, they had to take the one that was up there apart. Oh, God. And the bigger pieces, tie them to a rope and, you know... Lower them down lower off them the roof, down. yep. And then they did the same thing with the pieces going up. They tied them to a rope and pulled them up. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. That's these, why I'm telling you what's wrong with it. So... These are not terribly sturdy pieces of metal there. I mean, they're sturdy enough to hold together as a frame when they are all assembled and all mm-hmm. tabs in slots and joints right. aligned. And I understood that they were taking it apart and bringing it up. And that's the way I would have had to do it because I don't have a crane and I'm not paying for that, right? But a crane is what the other HVAC guys said they would have had to use to get one up there. Right. Now, if you're going to take it apart, you'd have to take it apart into smaller pieces than that. And they didn't. They, they hauled the whole frame up there with a piece of rope and I watched them. Oh, God. Because we, we have a little awning there that's stapled down and some of it came undone and I had to go fix it later. So I couldn't go up there right away. My back was not so great. I went up there a couple of days later and the panels that you insert into the frame are not in there all the way because the frame is a little bit warped is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And the way they hauled it 
glued up there. Yes. And so the panels don't fit in correctly. So now what? So we, we wrote to the home warranty and said, we, we really don't want the same person because we don't think they're going to fix it. And here's the whole list of all the ways in which they were completely unprofessional and we don't trust them on our property again. And they said, the original technician will stand behind their work for 30 days. That's the guarantee that we give you. Mm-hmm. So the original technician will be out to fix whatever needs fixing. How he's going to fix a warped frame is going to be very interesting. I mean, I know what I'd do. If I was stuck in that situation and that was all we had, I'd put some winch uh, ties around it and try to get it to unwarp itself or at least stay together. Mm-hmm. But it's a brand new fucking thing. Yeah. It shouldn't be warped. No, it shouldn't. So basically the home warranty is like, well, that's not our problem. That's a technician's problem, even though that's their employee. Mm-hmm. And he is supposed it's to come over. It's their contractor. It's not their employee. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's employed that's the problem. By, he's employed by them as a contract. Okay, fair. So he is supposed to come over and fix it. So I sent him a text saying, hey, dude, I finally was able to go on the roof because I told him, leave the ladder there. And when my back feels better, I'll go up and check and make sure everything His what happened in all of his stuff is him and his friend hurry, hurried up and left that day. They took down the ladder and then it started leaking again. And I figured it was they didn't adjust the, the float. And so too much water was going in the tray mm-hmm. and spilling out. And he came back and sure enough, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then that time I said, just leave the ladder and I will go up there and check it later and make sure everything's still going good. Right. And he said, he said, I said, just leave the ladder there. He said, you're going to check it later. I said, yeah. So it was a couple days before I went up and I took pictures of the whole thing because those panels don't fit. I tried to readjust them. I thought, why are these panels sticking out on corners and lopsided? Mm -hmm. They fit in there. This is a machined product. Yes. And it's a brand new machined product. And I saw it in our garage and it was together just right. Yep. But it's not now. And so you've texted him and I have texted him. Yes. And he has left me two voicemails and I have told him numerous times to please text, but he keeps calling and leaving voicemails. And I- Yeah, he's not going to listen and I don't know if he knows how to text- so He has texted me once, mm-hmm. and I didn't respond to him quickly enough because I was working, and so he called me again. Right. So now you have to call him back. It's your turn. It is my turn. God mm-hmm. damn it. I'm sorry. And he doesn't listen to me. This is the guy who, when I said, here's the problem, he walked past me to the thermostat. <laughs> He's not going to listen to me. No. And then he went up on the roof because the ladder was there because I had just put it all together. And he was telling you he couldn't find the leak, but I was still getting shoes on to come out there. And then I came out there and I went on the roof. Oh, he'll listen to a man. And he would, he, he said, I don't see a leak. And I showed it to him. And he almost, I, f- I thought he was going to knock me off the roof trying to get past me to go on that side. Like I was scared. Like I still feel that in my yeah, body. That's, that's not okay. And he was going to knock me off the roof because he's not paying attention to what he's doing to get past me. And I told him, hang on, wait a second. And he, he didn't listen to that. No. He did see the leak. And then he pokes it with his finger. And now there's a finger. We talked about all this last week. Yes. With a, yeah. Yes. So, and it's going all over the place. And now you've got to climb down a ladder that just got all wet because the idiot poked a hole in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, at first, I want to say this is just people who are very good at what they do, but don't know how to interact with people. Because I've worked with a lot of people like that. Like, I, I wanted to say that that's what the guy who fixed our bathroom fan's problem was. Like, he was good at what he did. But he just didn't know how to work with people. He lacked the soft skills, the professionalism element. Mm -hmm. But now that you're pointing this out, and since the other guy said something about them Obama finances or whatever it was he said, Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
do we need to take down our milk toast liberal signs out of our yard when we have service no, techs come? I, I think that we probably won't have any more service techs after these. this guy comes for the next 30 days and tries to fix the thing that won't fix. Oh my god. And I'll just take pictures of it every time. The pictures will have date stamps on it. Mm -hmm. It'll be a big hassle with this company, I'm sure. And then, like you said, we probably won't have a company anymore because we're at the point where we've replaced a lot of things at our house. The point of the home warranty is that like an insurance plan, it pays for things. You pay them a little bit on the regular and then they pay out the big thing once in a while. Mm -hmm. And we've reached the point where that's no longer going to be a cost effective. It's not likely to be. It's just not. I mean, strategy we, we for did our anymore, own yeah. furnace and AC a couple of years ago go. Mm -hmm. This thing is replaced. It, it might be warped, but it works. It does work. And as long as we can keep it together as well as it goes, then the wind won't warp it more. I'm crossing my fingers and rolling my eyes both at once. Yeah. You know, we could just pay for it and it'll be less aggravating and maybe somebody will actually fix the damn thing. And in most cases, the consumer reports people and consumer advocacy people, people who have done studies on this show that for 90% of of homeowners, home warranties are not cost-effective repair plans. They're not, but I have always found them to pay for themselves because- Because we have kids who break shit. Yes, they do, and our house is old, and stuff in it is old, and we it is all broken, and bought a most house of it is fixed. At the point in its lifespan that everything was going to start breaking down. Right. We bought a 30-some-odd-year-old house, and it's right. just time for everything to be replaced. Yeah, and in American years, that's old. Yep. So, especially in areas where they be, build cheap suburban type houses. So, as you're yeah. thinking about this, and I'm like, oh, there was an ulterior mo. There, there are other reasons that these things are happening. Mm -hmm. Then I get a text message from a friend of mine who I have been trying to set up a lunch date or a drink date or a hangout time with this friend for over a year since the first lockdown started easing. Right. And you said she had a lot of things going on. Like, she uh, did. She had had some, some losses in her family and some issues with her job. She had been employed by the same school district that I had had issues with, and she was having similar administrators got a bug up their butt and decided that she was the person who needed to solve it or take the hit for it anyway. Right. So yeah, she was dealing with a whole lot. So it didn't surprise me that, you know, every time I was free, she wasn't. And every time she was free, I wasn't. And I mean, we might as well have been trying to play D&D. &D. This is just how it goes. <laughs> but then she texts me out of the blue. Hey, do you have time for a drink sometime soon? And like there was an urgency to it that felt kind of off. You said either it's a pyramid scheme or somebody's queer. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, I could see how that could be pretty much it around here. Yeah, like, okay, are you trying to get me into Herbalife or is one of your kids coming out? Right. <laughs> Which was funny to me because not only two or three months ago, our lawyer friend had somebody hit him up out of the blue because one of their kids was coming out. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, which one is it? And turns out there was a queer. Yeah, you got home from lunch. I said, so was it a pyramid scheme? And you said, nope, the other thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's always interesting to me to consider like what ulterior motives, what patterns I pick up on and which ones I don't. 
because like you picked up on the pattern of people being anti-centrist liberal bland ass nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I totally would have never even thought of that because I just think we hire the person, the person does the job. Only they weren't, but you know. But that's another story. Yeah. And then I showed you the text messages that night and you were like, oh, that's that's interesting. You know, she's been trying to get together. So it looks like you guys have been trying to get together for a while. I'm like, yeah, but this one has an urgency. And you were like, huh. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have noticed that, but you, you picked up on it. Yeah. And so those pattern recognitions, it's always interesting to me to see which ones you clock and which ones I clock. When we're watching Spider-Man and you said, oh, that's the apartment Agent Carter had in that episode where, and I'm like, how do you know that? Because the walls and the floor plan and I envisioned like the the blueprint for the apartment in my house and I'm like, hey, that blueprint looks familiar. I had no clue. You said you notice this all the time when they reuse sets. Oh, they do. Star Trek does it. Marvel does it. All sorts of TV stuff does it. Yeah, they do. Once once in a great, great while, I might think that looks familiar. Mm -hmm. Usually it's uh, Doctor Who or something, but yeah. Right. Like they reuse the same set for for the Christmas street and for Face the Raven and for, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You notice those things. Yeah. But this was a guy opening an apartment door and walking in. So... That's a pattern I'm not paying attention to because it's not part of the storyline. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I'm paying attention just to the story. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably more your autism than anything else as far as recognizing those types of patterns. Right. But you're also a theater and music person, so you could also have something to do with that. Yeah, I I tend to notice things like that, and especially elements of performance or elements of technical construction of a scene that you'll hear people in fandom say, oh, that took me out of the story. And maybe it's because of the autism, but I'm never fully in the story. I'm always at least got one foot out of the story. So for me to notice those things is completely not disruptive. And it's not just because you've read spoilers. True. Whereas sometimes I won't watch shows because I don't want the story to try to absorb me or run my emotions or so forth. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like being manipulated. I have a few shows like that that I've seen reviews of or I've seen synopses and said, no, that is not something I want to put my brains and my feels through. Right. So now let's see what happens with the jackass that has to go on the roof. And if I go up there, I will stay away from him Mm -hmm. or be on the ladder and point at things so he can't get down the ladder or try to go past it or whatever. Makes sense. Yeah. So is there anything else for now? I don't know. What do your notes on your notebook say? (laughs) Those were the three topics I had. Okay. So then that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening!
Is that what you do differently? <laughs> uh, sometimes, yes. Okay, well, then. actually, always, but... Yeah. yeah. And now we know the mic's working, even though it didn't pick up the first half of that conversation. We'll just have to... If we leave it in... And to see if there was Yeti. <laughs> if we leave it moving, if we leave it in as a blooper, it'll have to... We'll just have to leave our... I'll wait until you're sitting again. Tell me to turn this off and I didn't get to. <laughs> I was going to say we'll have to leave the beginning of that to the imagination of our friends, but... Let them imagine what you do differently. Right. What else do you do differently? Put it, we, Siri, will you turn on the zoom lights? You do it, dear. Hey Siri, please turn on zoom lighting. Yeah, there we go. I was gonna get sleepy with those other lights. The yeah, the sunset lights were not good. No, not for keeping me awake. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Uh, probably. What are we talking about? Do we have notes? Um, yes. There's a bulleted list that I texted you the other day. Oh, that's right. It's not, uh, but it's not in the notepad. It's not in the notebook because uh, we were talking someplace you, that I did not have access to the notepad. You need to write it in the notebook, or you'll not have record of it in the notebook that's going to be full and doesn't really need to be. I'm, I'm failing to see the necessity part of this completion. argument. But Where is your completion? In the video games, dear. Okay. B.O.B. is being good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we good? Are you and I good? I guess we're going to find out. Well, I had to clarify the we because there's a dog right over there who you just said is good, but... Right. Is it the three of us or the two of us that I'm asking about? It's only the two of us. We've already clarified the third one. Okay, let's Are get Are we talking. ready? <laughs> God. Good morning. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Fucking Hi. fireworks. You're fucking kidding me. No, no, oh, they're not. I know. They want to start a forest fire. What do you want to do about that? Leave it in <clears> as a blooper. <throat> okay. But, should I wait? Yes, thank you. It'll take a few minutes for them to reload. Cheap suburban type houses. Little boxes made of ticky-tacky little boxes. Just the same. Continue. Anyhow. Well, along that note, but also along the note of gendery and queer things, you and I did sit there and cry through Angel and Poppy's wedding. Okay, yes. On Pose. We did. Yes, we did. I do love that show. We, we did have all the, the feels. Yeah, all the happy queer people. Yes, we finally are catching up on Pose. Yeah, so. Which tells you how much media time we get that we're that far behind. I wouldn't know because I don't have time to figure out how far I am behind. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>